0: Welcome, dear friends, to the Greg Kelly Report Show with me, your guest host, Sebastian Gorka, former strategist to President Trump and host of the Gorka Reality Check every Sunday evening here on Newsmax. It's one thing every morning to open the newspaper or go to your favorite website or news app and read about some crime event in America. But it's quite another thing when somebody you know and you consider to be a friend of yours is touched by the crime that is rampant in Democrat cities and Democrat-held states across this, the greatest nation on God's earth. When I found out that a friend of mine, combat veteran, a great, great American patriot, well, let's just listen to him. His name is Lee Zeldin. He's a congressman and he's running. For the governorship of the great state of New York, and yesterday, his two 16-year-old twin daughters were alone at home when something happened.
1: Yeah, yesterday afternoon, around 2:20 p.m., shots went off outside of my house while my daughters were home alone doing homework at the kitchen table. A peaceful Sunday afternoon, and all of a sudden, gunshots outside. Screaming, my daughters thought that. The individuals who were just outside of the front door were coming in. They felt like they were being targeted. So it was a pretty traumatic experience for them. Fortunately, they responded smartly, swiftly. They immediately ran upstairs, locked themselves in the bathroom door. One of my daughters called 911. The other daughter called my wife and I. We were just leaving a Columbus Day parade in the Bronx, which is not close to my house. So we weren't able to get home instantly, although we got there as quickly as we possibly could. When we got to my house, we ended up uh, having to go through crime scene tape. My last press conference that I did in Fighting Crime on Friday was in the Bronx in Morris Heights. I didn't think the next time would be in front of crime scene tape in front of my own house. Well, when we arrived on the property, we're getting told that we have to be careful where we're walking because they're finding blood. We go inside, we look at the security camera footage. I have a lot of security cameras on the house. And in four of the shots, there's three individuals. Two of them were shot. One was hiding under my porch. The other one was a couple feet away, hiding under a bush. So basically these two people who were shot were about 10 feet or so from where my daughters uh, were sitting there doing homework.
0: That was Lee. We opened my daily radio show with that interview. How bad is the state of crime across America? It's impossible to tell. Just look at these headlines. The New York Post has revealed that the FBI has changed the way they collect crime statistics. They've made it very expensive for large cities to deposit their data into the central federal system. Which means what? Look at this headline from Reason. 40% of the data about crime in America under the Biden administration, who was murdered, how many murders were committed, is missing. No one knows. And how much of that crime is politically motivated? Which party has truly become radicalized to the use of violence? Do you remember James Hodgkinson and what happened On a baseball field not far from where I'm sitting, let's listen to the audio that is the sound of Steve Scalise almost being assassinated. Assassinated, almost, by a Bernie Sanders volunteer who had a hit list of Republicans he wanted to kill found on his dead body. And it's not just one-off events years ago. What about most recently? The Democrat traveled all the way from California to do what? To kill Justice Kavanaugh. Why? Because of his pro-Second Amendment and pro-life attitudes. And again, it's not just famous people, it's not just politicians or Supreme Court associate justices. What about this shocking video, also from New York this weekend? A man is killed, mowed down, run down by a truck, and his body, his dead body, is under the vehicle as a woman pickpockets, steals his wallet. We don't know who he is because there's no ID on the body. And if you listen to the audio, you can hear the bystanders cheering that woman on. What has happened to New York? Can we save America from the crime statistics that you're not even allowed to know? Let's talk to a man who's done it before. I just spent September the 11th in his apartment recording an oral and video history. Here's my production team. He is the man who beat five mafia dons and brought America and New York back from the brink after 911 as well. Welcome to Greg Kelly Reports, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Sebastian,
2: how are you?
0: Uh I'm kind of speechless, you know, when when you see you know, the news I, about a buddy like to, Lee Zeldin. So give us give well, us some I, good news because what 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 was I, New York like, Mr. Mayor, before you became mayor? Was it as bad as it is today?
2: It it uh somewhat Uh, Hard to compare. In terms of actual statistics, which the FBI then was not afraid to put out, we had substantially more crime. We had more murders. We had more of everything. In fact, we led the country in just about everything. We were the crime capital of America. Uh, I reduced that in my eight years as mayor uh, by 68 percent, 65 to 68 percent which no one has ever done before or since. And we went... And how how important for that, in that effort, Mr. Mayor,
0: was accurate data? Will you talk to us about the ComStat system that you put in place?
2: It It was as crucial as effective policing, because policing can't be effective without good intelligence, just like a military operation cannot be effective if you go to the wrong village, so you have to know where the crime is, when it's going to take place, uh, what type of criminal, so you know what type of police to use. Now that all seems very complicated, but if you compile large amounts of data and analyze it, it becomes seventy to eighty percent predictable. So we, in we, my goal for my police department was not to make arrests. It was to prevent crime, which was a revolution in policing. Up until then, police officers were rewarded for the number of arrests that they made. By using Comstat, I rewarded them for bringing down crime, which, after all, is the result the public wants, right? The public wants safety. It doesn't want people arrested. Arrested only if you have to. And over an eight year period, we made that change. And then Mike Bloomberg and Ray Kelly uh, increased it, institutionalized it, and improved it. And then all of a sudden, so, he got a progressive Democrat and he ruined it. Uh, uh, the crime that you see in America, let me simplify this is all caused by progressive Democrats. It's not caused it's by just change. the
0: crime waves. Mr. Mayor, it's the response to the criminals. The whole Here's thing. a shocking story. Oh. Let's, let's, let's just listen to what Lee Zeldin said about a crime that needn't have happened. Here's our second count from today's interview from our radio show.
1: Last Wednesday, Seb, somebody was, a mother of three was murdered in the Buffalo area by her husband in front of her three kids. The guy was released the day prior due to New York's cashless bail law. He was arrested, charged with a whole bunch of domestic violence offenses. The judge did not have the discretion to weigh dangerousness. The the mother was saying, the wife was saying, listen, he's going to kill me. When When she was shot in front of her three kids last Wednesday, she was wearing a bulletproof vest.
0: So, Mr. May, it's not just getting the statistics, being truthful about them and preventing crime. It's also keeping people jailed after they've committed a crime, well, correct? Course.
2: What's the use of arresting someone who's just committed a robbery and letting them go? Because by the next time you catch them, he will have committed 20 more robberies. You have to be a fool, an idiot, an ideologue or a communist not to understand that. And in America's major cities, which are all run by Democrats, those are the people who rule it. And the tragedy is that the American people are brainwashed and vote for it. But let's look at Chicago. 50 years of Democratic rule. A weekend ago, 47 people shot. 50 years and they continue to vote for Democrats. We had a record increase in murder. A year ago, we elected a Democrat as mayor. Crime is up 40% because our city was foolish enough to fall for the brainwashing. And now Hochul is trying to do it to us again. She will destroy this state. Yeah. Uh, this is our last well, chance. Zeldin is our last chance. Well, we've got chance. it. We-
0: We've got a shot. Uh, Lee is two points uh, behind Hokel, so he's got a chance. And I think if he reads your book, Mr. Mayor, every one of our viewers should get leadership by Rudy Giuliani. Then things well, can be fixed, not only in New York City, but we in the great state of that. New York. Uh, and and God bless you, Mr. Mayor, for what God bless you for what you did back then and what you are still doing today for America. Next up here on Greg Greg Kelly Reports, how low can the Democrats go when it comes to dirty tricks in election? We're going to travel to Georgia and find out just how despicable their tactics have become. Stay with us here on Newsmax. My dear father had a saying, politics, filthy, disgusting, abhorrent, but oh so fascinating. Oh yes it is, and as somebody who lives in the swamp, it's getting filthier by the day. Herschel Walker is under attack, an accusation from 12 years ago about an abortion and a girlfriend, and even his son decided to pile on
3: family values people he has four kids four different women wasn't in the house raising one of them he was out having sex with other women do you care about family values i was silent lie after lie after lie the abortion card drops yesterday it's literally his handwriting in the car they say they have receipts whatever he gets on twitter he lies about it okay i'm
0: done And then, of course, the headlines attacking Herschel Walker. I guess he must be a real threat to Raphael Warnock, who himself has, um, well, some documented fact-based problems in his past. Here's some uh, headline of uh, Raphael Warnock. And we'll play a little audio for you later. But first, let's talk to a man from the great state of Georgia, Georgia Lieutenant Colonel Chaplin in the Air Force Reserve, former congressman and my on Salem Radio. He is the host of the Doug Collins podcast. Colonel, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Sounds good to be with you tonight. Hope you're well. I am, I am, and I need you. I need a sanity check, Doug. (laughs) Uh, Just when you think they can't get any any more filthy, any lower, they've reached the bottom of the, the cesspit or the gutter, they surprise us, don't they, Doug?
4: They do. And and I'm I'm going to just warn everybody now. I'm not sure they're at the bottom yet of what they want to try and throw. If they don't think this is working, get ready for something else. And and down here in Georgia, we just got, I mean, look, we're just good, you know, good uh, outdoor folks down here. I'm just putting my waders on, wading through it, because this is the kind of thing that they get to when they get desperate. And again, it, Herschel's handling it. His team is handling it. And they're desperate because they know that this race is uh, not settled in Warnock by all estimations, should be way ahead. And he's not. Walker is going to win this race and he's winning it right now, even with all that's been thrown at him.
0: So tell us about uh, his opponent, this individual who uh, is clearly deploying the lowest of the low smear tactics, because you know a little bit about uh, Raphael Warnock, don't you, Doug? Oh, very well, very well.
4: This is a this is someone who, because of the way that things happen down here in Georgia, never got to be really vetted. But he's getting a little bit of vetting now, and we have things like I'm a pro-choice pastor who won't tell you what week or when he thinks abortion should be illegal. So let's just go ahead and just say Raphael Warnock believes that a uh, child should be killed in the womb all the way up to the moment of birth. He undoubtedly also believes that sex selection for abortion is a good thing and that uh, if you have a def- child who may on, or may on, not hang have... On, hang woman. on, hang
0: on, Stop there for a second. Chaplin. Yeah. stop there. What did, what did you just say? He says, what is Okay. He said undoubtedly
4: he must say it's okay because he gives no limits on abortion and he believes that's between the person and the and the doctor. So I would just assume from his silence, he believes it's okay up until the moment of birth. He believes that sex selection probably is okay for abortion reason. Contraception, okay for an abortion reason. How about taking a young a child who maybe have a test that says they may be an abnormal uh, case or something in their body. And, you know, that would be okay for an abortion. So if you won't give limits, uh, Raphael Warnock, I'll give the limits what your silence says. So let's see you answer that as a pro-choice pastor. By the way, show me that passage in Scripture where it says, I knew you in your mother's womb. I knitted you there. I knew you before you were even born. Explain that one.
0: Yeah. Um, well, they've used uh, Herschel's son against him. Uh, yep. Maybe this audio, this uh, video of uh, Raphael Warnock's ex-wife uh, will be popping up again in this campaign.
2: This man's running for the United States Senate and all he cares about right now is his reputation. I work at the mayor's office okay. and this is a big problem. I've been trying to be very quiet about the way that he is for the sake of my kids and his reputation. But I've tried to keep the way that he acts under wraps for a long time. And today he crossed the line.
0: Isn't it a good sign as somebody who served on Capitol Hill as a congressman, Doug, isn't it a good sign that uh, when they come with you with accusations from 12, 13 years ago, that they're desperate and they're losing?
4: Yeah, it is. And and if you also notice down here, Seb, one of the interesting thing is is Warnock himself is not wanting to to delve into this a little bit. He's barely touched it. Uh, He's trying to stay above it. He's trying to, quote, be different about it. The problem is he don't like videos like you just shown uh, coming out. They've never got a real proper airing. Uh, in the last 18 to 24 months because of a lot of reasons, mainly the press covering up for it. But also, he wants to believe that if, that I'm the, the happy-go-lucky pastor, bipartisan pastor who's out here doing things in Senate to help the state of Georgia, while at the same time voting 100 percent with Joe Biden and uh, Chuck Schumer in this process, because he knows that the, the left is going to hide things like this, not report things like this, because they want him there. Yeah, they're desperate. Look, this race is in 30 days and is in the market. And this is a sitting United States Senator with millions upon millions of dollars and can't get above 50%. Herschel Walker is staying with him and and again, putting together the foundation to win this race down here.
0: God bless from uh, your lips to God's ears. Somebody needs to save Georgia. He is the author of the book, The Clock and the Calendar, and you can listen to his podcast on the Salem Radio Network. Next up, at the fundraiser just a few days ago, Sleepy Creepy Biden said, we're on the brink of nuclear Armageddon. Yes, Putin wants to nuke us. Is it true, or was he just scaring the people he wanted donations from? I'll give you my update on the war in Europe. Stay with us here on Greg Kelly Reports with me, Sebastian Gorka. Do you watch my Sunday show here on Newsmax? It's got a catchy title. It's called the Gawker Reality Check, 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern every Sunday night. Uh, if you watch that, you probably know a little bit about my background or if you listen to my daily radio show, America First. But if you don't, if you just tuned in by accident, I am your guest host, Sebastian Gawker and Greg Kelly reports. And many, many moons ago, believe it or not, this is a photograph of me before the uh, before the beard. I spent a few years in the British military, in something called the Territorial Army. It's the equivalent of the Reserves. What was my MOS? I was an interrogator. But what was I trained to interrogate? Members of the Soviet Army. Yes, the Russian and then the Soviet and then Russian Army. Our job was to analyze the Russian forces and what to do if... As we said back then, the balloon went up. So if you'll allow me to use the skills I acquired, thanks to the British taxpayer back then, let's talk about recent developments in Europe, in Russia and Ukraine. Here is unbelievable footage from a CCTV camera uh, on the 12-mile-long bridge that links Crimea-captured territory that belonged to Ukraine to Russia. It was blown up. At the weekend? uh, Most likely by Ukrainian special forces. Why? Because they want Crimea back and they want to send a very clear message to the Kremlin that they have the ability to take it back. To make things a little bit um, more aggravated, the current incumbent of the White House at a fundraiser four days ago said behind closed doors Putin. Once nuclear war. He actually used the word Armageddon. Is that correct? Uh, let me analyze that for you. But first, recent events. Ukraine blew up the bridge. Very effective piece of irregular warfare. Russia, in response, launched, of course, t- attacks against civilians. A dozen, 11 or more killed in the capital of Kiev, not a military target, a civilian target. How do we know? Look at this footage of a young girl on her phone walking down the street as the missiles, some of them provided by Iran, yes Iran, explode in the capital of Kiev. That's how Russia liberates, liberates other people by bombing young women in a civilian town or city like Kiev. What happened before all of this? There was the sabotage of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, 300 feet under the Baltic Sea. Who did it? And why would you blow up a pipeline that is ostensibly closed? Yes, it was closed to oil and gas pumps. Well, what happened in Russia recently? For the first time since 1945, Vladimir Putin, the former KGB colonel, has been forced to bring back mass conscription, the draft. Not a good sign. He was supposed to have captured Kiev in 72 hours. Even Mark Milley, that overweight disgrace to the U.S. Army uniform, said, oh, yes, three days and they'll have Kiev. Well, it's uh, nine months later and Kiev is still a free city. So if your war isn't popular, if you've had to restart the draft, if you're not winning What do you need most of all if you're an authoritarian regime? You need a boogeyman to point out outside the country. What better thing to do than to blow up one of your own pipelines so you can tell your own citizens, hey, look what the West is doing to us. That's exactly what this woman, Rebecca Koffler, said on my show today, on my radio show. Rebecca Koffler was the senior defense intelligence analyst at the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. She speaks Russian and she said, "Yep, this is most likely Putin trying to keep stability at home. Are we on the brink of nuclear war? I asked her and she said, not war between America and Russia. That's insane. Putin's not suicidal, he's not going to launch missiles against Washington, New York, and Poughkeepsie, but he may use a tactical warhead, a low-yield tactical warhead in theater, which won't be good for him either. Why? How can you say you're liberating ethnic Russians as you're frying them in a nuclear holocaust? How did we get here? We got here because this man is no longer president. Here's President Trump with the troops who he loved and who loved him. I often get asked, what would President Trump do now with Russia? And my answer is always the same, nothing, because they wouldn't have invaded. Putin was afraid of President Trump. All our enemies were afraid of President Trump, Iran, China, North Korea. That's why it was an honor, the highest professional honor for me, to serve him as his deputy, as the strategist to the 45th President of the United States. We won't be safe until we have a man of his fortitude back in the White House, somebody who doesn't hate America, opens its borders, allows fentanyl to flood in, but a man who loves America and wants to make it great again. So let's calm down a little bit. It's not war of a nuclear nature between America and Russia, but Russia has done this before. They've killed civilians in Eastern Europe, in Poland in 1941, in a forest called Kakin. Russian troops murdered 21,000 unarmed Polish officers and dumped them in a mass grave. They've done it before, and they're doing it again. Here are reports of mass graves in Ukraine. Ukraine is fighting their 1776, and we need to support them. Not fight for them, but just support them. You're watching Greg Kelly Reports. Next, we're going to talk about war at home. God forbid! Stay with us here on Greg Kelly Reports
3: if the election deniers on the right win in 2022 in november next month to me democracy looks like it's over in america fascism is here to stay and if they lose we get maybe another insurrection domestic terrorism a civil war god forbid
0: Oh, a civil war. The fascists will win if we have an election and Americans choose the other party. I think poor Mehdi Hassan doesn't know his definitions of fascism. Are we on the brink of the civil war? And who's the real fascist? Is it the guy who stood outside of Independence Hall, raising his fists in the red, red light as the Marines flanked him? Let's talk to a real patriot who's written, ah, what, six, seven books about a fictional civil war in America. We call him Colonel K. He is Colonel Kurt Schlichter, retired. Let's put up a picture of him in his lovely uniform with that (laughs) natty hat of his before we begin our discussion. There, look at him. Look at that handsome chappy. Kurt, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports.
3: Well, thank you, Dr. Gorka. Boy, looks like uh, uh, Meddy was getting himself a Zoom call from Jeffrey Tubin there. (laughs) That's –
0: all right, uh, hey, uh, keep uh, it uh, clean. I'm only point. guest. I'm only guest hosting. All right. So keep it clean, Colonel K. Um, le- le- let's let's look at the uh, the latest book in the series it's about to come out on Thursday. It's called Infer. You've really upped your game. That cover. That is really something else. And I think this is going to be the best seller because allegedly, allegedly, there is a radio host cameo in there from a guy with a funny accent. Is this is my intel? Correct. Colonel K. Well, you're look, you are the source of
3: intelligence for the entire conservative movement. We uh, we go to you are the (laughs) S2 of the of the of the conservative movement, Dr. Gorka. Look, I I wrote these because I love adventure books. I love thrillers. I wanted to have one that was fun. I could read on an airplane. Uh, I ended up writing People's Republic, the first about America splitting up and all sorts of actions, adventures and 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 a lot of laughs in it too, and people kept buying them i i I, I thought I was just a lark. <laughs> and uh, I've sold well into the six figures and uh Inferno, which is coming out wednesday uh go find it on amazon it's uh it, it is right in there it, it it's a lot of fun it's full of a lot of action. if you like firearms, this is your book if you like little conservative Easter eggs, your favorite conservative folks uh in jokes, you're gonna find them there. It, you know, I, I I think it's important to bring the fun back to conservatism. Uh, everything doesn't have well, to look, be deadly it, serious.
0: It reminds me of that fabulous story of the Inklings in the UK. So you know, C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. R. Tolkien, who said none of the books being published today. I don't want to read them. So what did they do? They yeah. sat down and they wrote the books they wanted to read, which turned out to be, oh, um, C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. So not too shabby. All right, let, let's get back to the other side, the insane people who say they want a civil war. There's an individual called Matthew Cook. He is a Hollywood director. And man, is he a frothy leftist? My buddy, Robert Darby, sent me this video clip yesterday. And I'd like you to react to it because it sounds rather um, incendiary to me, Kurt. Go ahead.
1: Keep using the old slave laws to false multiply your votes. Keep tricking all your
0: scared, angry, ignorant, old white people into supplication before your orange golden calf. But we're going to beat you. We're going to replace you. And we're gonna change the culture. If not this election, then out in the streets because you cannot have this land. You cannot have this country. It was never yours in the first place. <laughs> we're going to beat you. Wow. We're going to replace you and we're going to fight you in the streets. Kurt, um, I don't want a civil war because the last time it happened, the last time the Democrats started it, Uh, 600,000 Americans died, but I'm not afraid of it because I know which side would win and it's not the side that's scared of guns. Do you concur, Colonel K?
3: Well, look, I'm not particularly threatened by a guy who looks like he's never done a push-up in his life. And, uh, you know... I know which side's got all the guns. Power comes out of the barrel of a gun, folks. I had to stomp around in the ruins of a civil war in Kosovo. I saw what happened when one side decided it was going to use the levers of power to crush the other side, to impose its will, to uh, forego any kind of rule of law or, or freedom. And uh, uh, the side that started it, well, it didn't end well for them. And then we Americans had to come in and clean up the mess. Um, we have an answer to all our problems, Dr. Gorka. All our problems are right there. Let's do what the founders said. Let's follow the constitution. Let's uh, uh, respect and preserve the civil rights of every individual. Let's fight uh, uh, where we should in, you know, in the press, in uh, the assemblies, uh, over the right policies. And then let's have fair elections to determine who's going to represent us and vote on those policies. That's all we ask. Yeah. But, well, I want to rephrase. I'm not asking. That's what we're getting, it's just a matter of how
0: right now let's be very clear here there's only one side that wants violence and it's not conservatives it's not us it's not you and me if you look at blm if you look at antifa if you look at what happened to conservative politicians for the last five years or conservative figures there must not be a civil war in america but there's one side and it's the left that is using that kind of language so let's Mm -hmm. be very clear Let's have a little PSA, let's have a little historical reminder of the facts. Those that were the extremists, those that had an armed wing called the KKK, were the Democrats. And the man that defeated those extremists was the first Republican president. His name is Abraham Lincoln. He was killed by a Democrat, a Democrat actor, Mr. Cook. And it is the left that has found again its violent, violent proclivities that we must not give into. The book is Inferno. I can't wait to read it. You can also find out his non-fiction, regular contributions at townhall.com. And do follow Colonel K, Kurt Schlichter, on Twitter, because he has a rather, rather robust Twitter game. Thank you, Colonel K. Can't wait for the book's release this week. Next up, it's something that on my show we call Dr. G's Prescription. It's going to be about Kamala, and you don't want to miss it. What are you doing here? That's what we want to know. Are they just dumb or dumb and arrogant? I need a help here. Let's talk to the man that keeps Washington, D.C. sane in the early hours on WMAL. And now we share the same studio at Salem for his evening show. Let's put this photograph up there of me and Larry in his <laughs> new studio. Hey, Larry, did you leave our studio tidy today when you left?
5: Absolutely. We know the rules, Seb. We, we wipe it down. It's, it's like American Airlines during COVID-19. You can eat off that counter.
0: <laughs> oh, it's that that strange smell of disinfectant. I hate it. Okay, Larry, you got to help me out here. Are these yeah. people, I mean, that montage was priceless. Who's running the country? Are they all stupid or stupid and arrogant? Is anybody in charge? Help me out, Larry. Hey,
5: why not both? Stupid and arrogant and terrifying, frankly. You know, three words. Three words, Seb. Joe has lost it. (laughs) Completely lost it. And, And it would be funny and it is funny. And I love that Trump put the montage up, although I don't know about you. Whenever he does that, I'm always part of me is terrified that he wants to get into our business because he's so damn good at it and his timing is so good. But this would be hilarious if it weren't so dangerous. You know, uh, Biden on Friday wandered into a a Democrat fundraiser and just sort of let it slip. We're on the brink of nuclear Armageddon. It's terrifying that this guy actually is in charge. And it's outrageous considering what they put Trump through. Remember when they were demanding the 25th Amendment be invoked because Trump was mentally incompetent? This is, this is this is a nightmare we're living through. 24 can't come right, soon so enough.
0: So le- let's do another comparison. Everybody uh, complained on the left about my former boss's demeanor, his lack of decorum, and all those awfully mean tweets. But he never did this. So this is Biden going to, you know, the equivalent of a war zone. This is the destruction wrought by Hurricane Ian. And instead of talking about how people are suffering, he does this. No one. My my boss never used foul language in public. What and and by the way there are people beeping with the Bidens whether it's Venezuela, yeah. Saudi Arabia or Russia. So is this is this just early onset dementia? Can you help me explain what happened there?
5: All right. Well, first of all, uh, he's inaccurate because, I mean, there is one group that doesn't F with the Bidens, the FBI, <laughs> that we know. They, yes. they won't F with the Bidens in any way whatsoever. Uh, no, th- this, this was, you're right, the setting was the problem here. Listen, I don't mind that a president off mic talks like, you know, maybe some guys hanging out at a football game. But for God's sake, there were literally dead bodies still being salvaged just 100 yards from where he was in southwest Florida in this, the Hurricane Ian devastation. It's like he doesn't recognize where he is and, and the appropriate setting that he's in at any given moment. I don't know who's in charge. I, I know that Dr. Jill is is no doctor in terms of the Hippocratic Oath because by allowing him to continue to be out there, she's doing harm.
0: So here's the big question. you you know, a little bit of a Vulcan mind meld there, Larry. Last question. You're a canny observer of the swamp. There's no way he's running for the next nope. second term, right?
5: Nope, absolutely not. In fact, you know
0: who better—this th- was the
5: thing that crossed my mind, other than being worried that Trump is going to become a TV host and take our gig. When that video played, you know who was happiest? To see Joe Biden wandering around like the, the dementia-raged buffoon that he is, the happiest man in America is Gavin Newsom. I'm telling you, he is ready he is prepped, and uh, and he's going to start planting the seeds himself within the Democratic Party that Biden can't run; that they're doomed if he does. He's ready, and we got to watch out for this guy because he is slick and he's maniacal.
0: Yeah, he's so sneaky when sleepy, creepy Biden was in Europe. What did he do? Gruesome Newsome, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, snuck into the White House. Literally, he was measuring the drapes, I'm sure. Uh, This is the man to listen to in the morning, Larry O'Connor. If you thought that montage of sleepy, creepy Beijing Biden was embarrassing, wait till you see what's next up. Final thoughts about the cackler Kamala Harris.
4: Greta Van Susteren is back. She's on Newsmax, giving you the really big stories without the spin. Watch the record with Greta Van Susteren. She's smart, tough and always fair. Don't miss Greta's
0: new show. Embarrassing. She's not in charge of the country and neither is Sleepy Joe. It's the people who are deploying FBI agents to raid pro-life fathers' homes and lock J6 protesters away in solitary. That's why I think the hottest selling item on my website is this thing. It says Biden's Gestapo, the FBI, from Nazi Germany to America in 80 years. It's also the reason I wrote this article at my brand new Substack, To Fight or Not to Fight?, well, it is time to fight. It's time to take back America one school board vote at a time, one county commissioner elector at a time. Go to sebastiangorka.substack.com. Recharge your batteries. And remember, if we don't take it back, nobody will. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it's been a pleasure, dear friends. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in and stay frosty.